clear you make some adjustments, but. Jackie Bradley Jr. pops it up. Long run for Cabrera. And he made the play. Oh, he made the play. High fly ball. Deep left. There it goes. Soaring into history. He's done it. He has done it. 62. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bronx Chopper Podcast. I'm your host for today, David, with my man Danny. Here, what's good, everybody? Mark is not in today because yesterday was the big man's birthday, so you got stuck with us this morning. So good morning to everybody. Um, just wanted to let you know that this first half of the episode is brought to you by none other than SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a perfect way to buy and sell your tickets to your sporting events, concerts, anything else in between. I use this promo code the other day to go see Shinedown, Three Days Grace, and from Ashes to New in Jacksonville on Friday night. Show was epic. I saved 20 bucks. So use the code, save yourself some money, go enjoy a thing that you go and enjoy. So, Dan, uh, a lot of things went down this week. We got a really action-packed episode for everybody this morning, so... Um, let's start off with our nemesis in the AL East, the Tampa Bay Rays, who have finally lost their first two games of the season, finally. Well, they finally faced a real team. Yes, the Blue Jays. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) The Blue Jays are like an actual (laughs) contender in baseball. The Red Sox, where you know, are going to finish last. The A's are, might as well be the Las Vegas A's at this point, because (laughs) they're either going to move or their players aren't still in AAA. So those are that's who they're facing, uh, who uh, who they faced. And then the Tigers have been terrible. Javi Baez doesn't you know how many outs there are. Um, you know it's it's you know so good good for the Rays for dominating those teams. Um, hope like it's still early. Like we learned last year how early success doesn't always translate to how a full one sixty two is going to go, or even how the playoffs are, playoffs are going to go. Like. This may be the only hot streak the Rays may endure throughout the entire season. And yeah. what if they finish with 85 wins? You know, like, all right, they put themselves in a good spot, but congratulations, Rays. Hey, you know what? They're going to put the banner up for this next year. Dude, I was just about to say that because I got into it. So MLB posted this thing on Facebook about how they were on this historic – I mean, don't get me wrong. Going 9-0 and it is pretty damn good. I'm not disputing that. I'm. It's just – because that fan base is just sometimes so obnoxious about everything, man. And they were like, yeah, yeah we're not at all. I'm like, congratulations. You've beat the Tigers. You've beat the Athletics. And you beat the Nationals. Congre- and you're about to start. <laughs> and this was before the Red Sox series. It's like, you're about to start a series with the Boston Red Sox. Like, congratulations to beating teams you should beat. Like, we learned this yep. lesson last year where we were not beating teams that we needed to beat. And it almost cost us the division down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And like I said to somebody, it's like, 
oh, you know, uh, you, I said to someone, I'm like, oh, you guys going to hang a banner for this one too? And it's like, stop, stop making fun of us. It's like, you guys make it so easy. Like, just shut yeah, up and just on. enjoy what's going on. Like, you yeah. know, and then someone was like, well, the Tigers beat the Astros. I'm like, oh, so that's the litmus test just because they beat the Astros that all of a sudden the Detroit Tigers are a good team. Come on, man. Yeah, no. Come on. It was it was intense. I think I got blocked by like ten Rays fans on Facebook the other day. It was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious, well, but pathetic at the same time. They're just insecure. They have nothing. They really don't have anything to to be happy about for the most part. Well, third place finish last year, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be there forever. That wild card win, guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Damn. That was terrible. So, did Jeffrey Springs of, pitch in any of those games? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, he. Um, did, yeah, he's. Uh, he was undefeated before he went on to the uh, the IL. So, which brings us to the next thing: Jeffrey Springs, who was having a phenomenal start to the season, two and zero, a point five six ERA, one earned run, twenty four strikeouts to three walks. He was just absolutely just dealing. And he's on the IL now for at least two months with an elbow injury. So, yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate for them. Yep. You know, I mean, he um, got paid this this off season, so uh, at yeah, least that no, was he did. going on that. But you know, going uh, it, it's some type of like nerve injury too, so that that could be really lingering. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it, for the race. at least it's not like you know Tommy John, you know, right? No, hundred percent. He's gonna be out for you know whatever duration of time, but you definitely do not want to see guys get hurt. That's just no. One thing, no matter what team you play for or who you pull for, you don't want to see people get hurt, especially when they're having a good start to the season after they just got paid some serious money. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That, uh, and uh, speaking of serious, how about this ridiculous exchange between Domingo Herman and the umpires during yesterday's game? I mean, yeah. So, in case anyone didn't see the game yesterday, Domingo Herman was absolutely lights out. Dillon had a perfect game going through the first four four innings, and in total struck out eleven people, which was a career high for him. And there was about four or five exchanges between him and the umpires, with the umpires checking his hands for illegal substances, even though he's admitted to having a rosin bag in the dugout where he sits, and not only that goes out and puts rosin on his hand on the mound and gets accused of having an illegal substance. They tell him to go wash his hands. He goes and washes his hands. Rocco Baldelli comes out of the dugout, losing his marbles, pointing fingers and, you know, saying whatever because they allowed her mom to stay in the game. I mean, this has just gotten to the point of ridiculousness to the – I don't know. What, what do you think? Because I'm just about so, over this nonsense to begin with. Well, I get Rocco's perspective when the umpires go tell him, like, hey, they found sticky stuff, right? But the sticky stuff turns out to be rosin. So they're like, well, that's allowed. So go wash your hands because you got too much of it on your on your hands. Get it off. Come back, and we're, we're good to go. Well, at the beginning of the ending, come back, and you'll be good to go. So, but I understand Rocco being like, no, like, you found sticky stuff. He should be ejected. But also his team is getting, you know, pretty much dominated by Domingo at this point. So he wants him out that game. But at the same time, he's got rosin. Yeah. So it's it's a legal substance. Did he use too much of it? Okay, but 
Are we gonna are you is are there, we gonna regulate is, is that there now? A rule? Is there a yeah, rule, exactly. a, a a rule in baseball that? that you can't use X amount of rosin when you got guys with pine tar dripping from their helmets and their bats and their gloves and their uniforms? Like, come on, dude. Like, this is getting nuts. You can't Bro. allow a batter to have be covered from head to toe in pine tar, yet you tell a, a pitcher who whips a ball at 90 miles an hour plus that they can't use something to keep the ball in their hand so they're not hitting someone in the dome. Like, yeah. it's yep. just you can't you can't have it both ways. And it you obviously worked. No, but it, it obviously worked with the Rosie because Domingo dealt last night. Oh, yesterday afternoon. No walks, 11 Ks. Well, maybe one walk, 11 Ks, compared to the five walks that he had his last outing. So he was doing yeah. something right. And, and if, if Domingo has to stock up on Rosin and do, do what he has to do, then do it. But um, people are complaining about his spin rate, too. It varied from 50 to 150 RPMs. For a pitch, yep. It's like, yo, bro, like, don't don't get started on that because that's literally nothing, you know. That's just a, a grip, you know. That that's that's just poor, poor thing to uh, to point out as like, oh, he's cheating. Not really, man. Not really. Nah, you he's just, just mad because you're just mad because you're getting dominated and you're not gonna walk away with almost a, a four game sweep at Yankee Stadium after. Blowing us out nine, 11 to 1, it ended up being the first game of the series. And then Clay Holmes blowing the game the other day, losing the game 4 to 3. Yeah, like, I don't we'll understand at which point, thing. like, like what point they just pull the plug on this kid being the closer and go get someone that can actually close games. Weird. Uh, yeah. But we'll talk about negativity. Let's talk about something positive. Let's yeah. talk about something positive. Anthony Volpe with his first career MLB home run, man. That was uh, I, I was out um, enjoying myself Friday night when that went down. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was pretty pretty awesome to see cool. the uh, the replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, lead off. I, I just don't like. Just don't like how everyone came at the kid. Or you lost the game and you're all over there smiling like. Well, it was just, just one let guy. The kid enjoy the, his moment, please. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was just one. The dude kid's twenty-one years old. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one guy, and he was just like, kind of. That's kind of like an obnoxious take to have. Like, yeah, you're so high and mighty that you can't enjoy anything. All right, like, stop it. This is not 1990 anymore, or. 1970, where you can't crack a smile in baseball. You have to be stoic and serious all the time. It's not the same. Um, different man, yeah. different people. But uh, first, Homer, left field, the fan who, who caught the ball, immediately, well, not immediately gave it back, but after the game, gave it back to Anthony. Uh, he took pictures with Meredith, with Susan, and took pictures with, with Volpe, uh, uh, big-time Yankee fan. So that was really cool to see that he had that awareness to be like, hey, you know what? This is not my ball. This belongs to Anthony Volpe. I'm just holding yeah. on to it right now. Uh, so uh, I, I like yeah. that. I like to see that from the fan. Um, no, and absolutely. Anthony, he's on a four-game hitting streak right now. He got off to that 4-31 and start. Well, 4-31 for start. He's got six bags. He told, stole three bases yesterday. So the yep. defense is still there. He bobbled the ball yesterday. He still made the throw to first. Um, he's been making the plays. Uh, we spoke about yeah. that last week. Uh, about him, but um, I'm glad to see the bat coming around. So yeah, uh, and everyone needs to remember too. Yeah, go ahead. Everyone needs to remember too that last year he got off to a cold start in Double A, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, Double A is like too much for him." Send him back to High A ball, and 
the second half of the season, he turned it around and then started and then killed it up in AAA for the 20 games that he spent mm-hmm. with Scranton. So everybody calm down, take a step back. He will be fine. Just, it's just him getting acclimated to this level of baseball. And, you know, not everybody when they show up is a superstar. Like you got everyone's well, just got to realize that. With the exception on, of some there, people. There's one guy in the people. National There's League. one guy, yeah, the one guy in right field. But, you know, not everybody can be Aaron Judge when they first show up. To the... and, and Judge had the benefit of playing college baseball, too. Let's not forget that. He did. Yeah, yeah. But there's a guy in the National League who just set, well, tied a major league record uh, to start off a career with, with consecutive hit, uh, games with a hit. That's Jordan Walker. Mm-hmm. We saw him yes. in spring. He's a massive dude. He he's Aaron Jordan asked. Um, he's got You're speed. He's, he's got old, power. Man. Yeah, he's twenty. He's only twenty. He's only 20 I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats yeah. right now. I had no idea he was only twenty years old. I'm like, oh, well, hey, yeah, hello. <laughs> but, I don't think uh, he yeah, even played triple A. No, I don't think. No, he didn't. He came straight from double A. They call on straight yep. from double A, and uh, it was the same situation as Volpe. Was an outlier to make the team and. He was a shock when they when he uh, to Cardinals fans as he made the team, but fifty five at bats, a two seventy three batting average, two home runs, eight RBIs, one stolen base, and an OPS of seven twenty eight. And he's got a is he still got the hitting streak intact or is that up? So he tied the major league record at twelve to start off a career, which is impressive because that's a major league record. That's not like just a Cardinals franchise yeah, record or <laughs> like a national league. It's like a major league record. So I think that's a that's a huge Who deal holds for, it? Do you for know? Walker. Do you uh, know some dude it? from like the twenties. Yeah, some dude from oh, like the twenties. Well, okay. Yeah, gotcha. it's nobody like super important, but um, yeah, yeah, but it's pretty cool. The Cardinals are kind of off to like a good. uneven start, but Jordan Walker and he's not really good defensively and right, but he's a third baseman and you throw him out there at the big league level, you're 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 bound for some growing pains at that point. Yeah, so I mean, I, hopefully the Yankees play him this year, so we can actually see it in in action because that would be yeah pretty special to see. Um, do does St. Louis come here this year? Because we went to St. Louis last year. I can't remember. Hmm. Let me check. I'll look it up. Yeah, because I I would love to see St. Louis. I know it, things are you know, like they have such a good fan base. Things are weird this year with everybody playing each other. So let's see. St. Louis. April, I'm looking it up myself, June. too. They play uh, June 30th through July 2nd. Oh, yeah. So, real. But, they're, but they're, in, they're in St. Louis, though. Yeah, okay. In St. Louis. In St. Yeah. Louis. So, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm not going Hopefully, to Hopefully, uh, <laughs> Actually, it'd be a good time from what I hear. St. Louis, is a I wouldn't be surprised. Here. Is it? Yeah. I mean, we're in Kansas City, I, which is like a stone's throw away, right? Isn't it? Like three or four hours. Well, away? it's about a four-hour drive. Okay. <laughs> Kansas City is about four hours away from St. Louis. I mean, it looks close <laughs> by the map, but then when you actually punch in the uh, the address into your GPS, it's like, oh, hello, it's uh, four hours away. So when I was actually out in the Midwest for some training. I was like, I was either going to go to a game in Minnesota, Chicago, St. Louis, or Kansas City. And I was like, well, I was in Iowa. And I'm like, I am not driving four hours east back to Chicago. Not happening. Or three and a half hours north to Minneapolis. Not happening. 
So I called a buddy of mine I was stationed with up in Alaska. I said, hey, uh, what, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, I got nothing going on. Why? And I was like, <laughs> so we got two tickets to go see the Royals play the Dodgers. <clears throat> like four rows off the field, field level seats, 80 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, let me tell you. Like, <laughs> That's like what's our minor league game, bro? Dude, oh my these God. tickets would have been and to see the Dodgers. These, these, it, it, what was cool was they were celebrating the Negro Leagues that that week. So the Royals were wearing their Kansas City Monarchs jer- uniforms, and the Dodgers were actually yeah. wearing their 1955 Brooklyn Dodgers throwbacks with the hats and everything, the yeah. all gray. That's pretty dope. It, it, was, it was dope. And then I uh, got to see the Negro League Museum before I headed back to to Iowa to finish up my training. But yeah, it was a great yeah. time. Great to time. So bad. If anyone hasn't been to the Negro Leagues Museum, please go. It is an absolutely awesome time. Um, there's so much history, so much that I didn't know, and I'm pretty much a baseball junkie. And it was, it was a real humbling experience. And um, you know, like I said, just just great. And uh, you know, then you look across the street, and it's actually got um, where the actual infield used to be, for where the Monarchs used to play. It's now like you know a couple of factory buildings or whatever. But uh, they actually still have some of the remnants of the old field still set up across the uh, across the street. So it was pretty good time. But keeping with the National Leagues, the Philadelphia Phillies just seem that like cannot get out of their own way, no matter what happens. Like last year, they fired Girardi after a really really horrible start. Robbie Thompson took over, brought them to the wild card, and then ultimately brought the team to well help coach the team of the world series but to start the season off they were 0-4 <laughs> and everyone was like hey what's going on and now there's reports that Bryce Harper is taking grounders at first base and you know potentially that's what they're going to do with him as he continues to recover from Tommy John surgery um what, what are you seeing with the Phillies man like what do you think their their issue is bro I mean Obviously, the pitching is an issue because you don't it's go terrible. on a slide like this. You can't pitch. Um, it's terrible. All right. They only have two dudes in their bullpen with a plus war. And it's Jose Alvarado, who you expect, point, point 0.3. I mean, obviously, it's early in the season. Andrew Bellotti, point right. one. Everyone else, with the exception of Gergi Soto, who's even. Negative one. Negative point one. Negative point one. <laughs> negative point one. Negative point two. Negative point three. So one, two, three. I'm bad at math. Six, eight. Negative <laughs> point eight war from their bullpen. And that's for Sir Anthony Dominguez, Connor Brogdon, Craig Kimbrell, who's got a 90 already on top of that. McKinley Moore, whoever that is, and Junior Marte. Like, man. Like going into the season, you would think that Kimbrell will find something. Maybe I, I, he's obviously lost at this point. At this point, Gregory Soto had a great year in, in Detroit. Uh, Strangling Dominguez has great stuff. Alvarado, like those names, translate to like to wins at the back end of the bullpen. But it's it hasn't happened. They're five and ten. Um, yeah, Alvarado used to carve up the Yankees when he pitched out of the bullpen for the Rays too. Man, nasty. Like, he, he's a snack. nasty. Zach Wheeler. I mean, he's been he's got a four oh six year four oh two ERA. Aaron Nola's got a 7.04 year rate. Uh, granted, this is all, you know, through three times through the, through the pitching rotation for those two. Uh, there's still a lot of season left. But at the same time, when you're defending National League champs, 
You have two aces at the top of the, the, the rotation. Yeah. You expect those guys to really set the tone, and they just haven't done it. And on um, top of spending over $300 million on Trey Turner in the offseason, too. Yeah. To go I mean, on Trey a Turner's doing this, like this Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I'm well, just saying, like, uh, when, you, when you look at the totality of it and you see them going out and shelling out that kind of money for one dude, and then all of a sudden, yeah. I'm not saying that Trey Turner should put this team on his back and, you know, take the fall mm-hmm. for everything that's going on. Obviously, it's a whole team issue. That's the problem. Yep. Um, and honestly, we all know baseball. Baseball is just a game of bad bad luck and bad bounces sometimes. And mm-hmm. it's bouncing bad, bad Dude, right they, now for the Phillies. A lot, of, um, a lot of that. Brandon Marsh is doing all right. Bryson Stott has been hot. Um, Boehm has been better. So those are three dudes that should be like – um, not not bench players, but like complimentary players to a Schwarber, to a Turner. Like I'm not sure if even Bryce Harper coming back would. It'll give him a lift offensively, but even then, like how do you even do that top of the lineup? Because you got four lefties with Stop, Trey Turner, Harper, Schwarber, both Castellanos hasn't even hit a homer yet. That's so that's that's kind of like a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Cave, he's playing a lot for for them right now, and he's not really like an everyday player anymore. Well, um, he's a journeyman. I mean, the Yankees didn't have yeah. a plan for him, and that's why they traded him to uh, to Minnesota. So yeah, for Luis they Hale. actually got Luis Heal for him, <laughs> which yeah, was exactly. you know when you look back, it's like man, that was a that was a steal. <laughs> yeah, well, we got to see how Heal actually turns out, but because Cave is like a, a legit big leaguer, if Luis Heal could turn to be like. A, a legit or even like borderline three four, I think we we won we won that. Just imagine that rotation for a short so like, outfielder. So just like imagine that rotation for a second. Say you know you know you're still gonna have Cole and Rodon one and two. Say Sevy stays right. Then you got Nestor, Brito, and Heel. Yeah, it's not bad. Like. <laughs> Especially if the, yeah. the if Brito and, and Brito would be fine. Like I'm not worried about yes, it. Yes, I'm not worried about. It. I, I'm worried that I'm game. Everybody was like, "Oh, this guy there. sucks!" Like, just, just shut up. Stop. You, you don't know baseball. You don't know baseball. You don't know sports. <laughs> like people don't know negative, sports. Negative. <laughs> negative thirty-one points for me in fantasy after that nine-nothing <laughs> game that he tossed. <laughs> like, I turned the, the game bottom. on and. It, Turn the game on because I was finishing some stuff up for school, and I was like, "What is Colton yeah. Brewer doing on the mound in the first inning?" I'm like, and at first thought in my mind, I'm like, "Please tell me Brito did not get hurt and is like gone for the year." That was the first thought that popped in my head. Then I saw how many outs there were in this yeah. first inning. I was like, and then I look at the score, and I was like, "How in the world is it <laughs> nine nothing right now? Like, what the hell happened?" I go back and I look at it. Double, double, two-run home run, two-run home run, double, double, double. They were all extra base hits. I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) That is a a bad day. Uh, Uh, Speaking of – Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I don't want to stop you. (laughs) Like, uh, we still haven't figured out if he was tipping or if he just had a bad night. Like a little bit of both. I mean – yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I hope it's tipping because you could adjust that. Um, well, actually, no. I hope it's just a bad night because come back out and uh, well, dominate like he was. 
Speaking of speaking of bad nights, in case any of you, none of you have noticed, the title of this episode is "Nothing Good Happens After 2 A.M." And the reason <laughs> for this is because our um, our, our nemesis from uh, the 2017 Astros team, Evan Gaddis, decided that he, he was going to go on Twitter at 2 a.m. the other day and drop some truth bombs about the 2017 season and basically openly admitted to, yeah, yeah we did it. Yeah, I knew what pitch was comp, what pitch CC was going to be throwing in game seven. And it just went on. He just went on this rampage. Of just basically, here's the truth. Um, you know, as, as long as this keeps happening, I don't think this is ever a situation I will ever, ever get over as a Yankees fan especially because of the fact that they've owned us three times in the playoffs and we just simply don't have an answer for it. Um, what's your take on, on all of this? Cause I was just like, yeah, I'm not surprised. And you guys didn't get held accountable for anything. You guys got basically immunity from everything. And, and I really hope it comes back and bites all of them when it's their time to get voted into the hall of fame, to be honest with you. Cause if they let these guys in and people like Schilling and bonds and Sosa, and let's just not forget Pete Rose, kept out of baseball for gambling that his team would actually, you know, win a game. If Bregman and Altuve and Correa and all these guys that had anything to do with this are allowed into the hall of fame, like it's just a complete travesty for me, in my opinion. So what's your take? Well, he also admitted to being on PEDs too. So, um, yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Evan Gaddis. Um, I felt like slighted. Like that, that that homer really set the tone for that game in Game Seven against CC. Yep. And you know, I mean, we didn't score; we got shut out. So, like, who knows what would have happened? Um, but maybe we got an opportunity to put a run to put a run on the board, and that might have been it. Maybe we would have won one nothing or two nothing, whatever the case may be. But for them to 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 like just steal one from us it's it hurts right it hurts we could we could have definitely know, been like, in that world series in 2017 100% i don't know which lcs more 17 or 19 because of dj hitting that home run and then chapman giving up the home run to L2 way to win it like i for me 2019 is like the ultimate dagger in the chest and then you fast forward to December yeah. when all of this came out into the yeah. public view. And it was just like, I would, my blood boiled. Like I was just so yeah. pissed at what happened yeah. that I probably yeah. like, I, I almost punched the wall. Like that's how upset I was. <laughs> uh, I was, I was frustrated. Um, but well, he, he also said that he doesn't know much about buzzers that he saw, he knew that about technology that it, that it could work, but he didn't know if that happened in 2019. And I guess it's best that he didn't know because what if he did know about that? Oh my God. Well, going back and looking at the tweets, going back and looking at the tweets, someone said, you know, how many bangs of the trash can did you hear in the 2017 postseason? And Evan Gaz responds, depends on the pitch. So, yeah. bang, like, what's it, Morse code? Bang twice for a fastball, bang three times for a changeup. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You know, 
And everyone, everyone thought like everybody was crazy for saying this because, you know, they're like, oh, there was no trash cans or no whistling or whatever. I found a video clip from when they were playing in the World Series against the Dodgers that year. And you could clearly hear clear as day someone whistling. And then all of a sudden you just hear someone just wailing away on, on what sounded like a metal trash can. And I was like, oh, crazy, right? But you can hear it clear as yeah. day in a stadium yeah. rocking of, you know, 50,000 people plus. And you can still hear this clear as day, someone whistling and banging on a trash can. And then you got Josh Reddick sitting in an interview during BP, and he's got this friggin' buzzer strapped to his, like, on his shoulder. Like, and someone said, oh, what's it? What is that? He's like, oh, it's, you know, to, to loosen up my muscles. It's a massage, you know, thing. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I that's why Jose that. Altuve didn't want his jersey ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't buy the buzzer thing. I, I really don't. I, I really don't buy it. I, I don't. In what it. way? I think it's. I don't think Altuve did the whole buzzer thing, and I, I really don't. You think don't. The, no. I, what I did find to be weird was um, it was uh, Chineros. He was up at bat, and something came Chineros, off his yeah. bat, and it was yeah. like a tape with some some type of like electrical or mechanical thing. Not not necessarily mechanical, but like some type of wiring. Like I never seen tape like that's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Like the whole yeah. Altuve because Altuve didn't even partake in twenty nine in twenty seventeen with the with the whole um um uh, trash can stuff. He really didn't. Yeah. He didn't like it. So I I I'm, I don't think that he did the buzzer. And then Josh Reddick, it was a post game interview. There was confetti uh, on him, and he was wearing like a bunch of chains. So you saw yeah. the confetti with the chains. It, it looked weird, yes, hundred percent, but I don't think there was much of it from the buzzer standpoint. But twenty nineteen hurt the most, I think, because you're right. When DJ hit that homer, oh my god, it was yeah, like man. new game, let's go, like, new game, like, we're in yeah. this, yeah. And, and then, then all of a sudden, bang! I was like, I like, I was at a minor league hockey game in Fairbanks, Alaska, watching this on my phone. And I literally, I was going to get a beer at the concession stand. And I literally watched this happen. It like dropped my knees and almost started crying. I was like, are you blanking kidding me? Like, this did not just happen. Like, this can't be happening. Like, it just, and it was unfathomable. Like, how? Like how it was does a this happen? Ball. Like he he didn't yeah, get it was a mile an hour slider or some kind of it, breaking a pitch. cement mixer. It was a yeah, cement mixer. Exactly that's what it was. was. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Yeah, but ugh. it still hurts. It still hurts no, to it, this day. It's, it's been four years. <laughs> yeah, it's twenty twenty two doesn't count. Like I I kind of watched 17, that out of my brain 18, already. Seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen was worse. Like was bad. Like seven. Yeah. Um, what was projected to start the year at Triple A that year? Yep. Remember, so, and then you got Aaron Judge, who was projected the season. to start at Triple A that year, which would have been, yeah, which would have been horrible. And then, you know, you get dominated by the Red Sox in 2018 in the LDS. And they left Jonathan Holder out there to take the 
take the fall on the sword. The, the game was like 16 to one or something ridiculous. And then yeah. this in 2019 and then everything that came out after that, after Mike fires got put into witness protection after he was like, Oh, this is what really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, no, that, was, that was pretty terrible. Oh, well can't win them all. This is news. No, I can't. 20 suck too. with Mike Brasso. Oh yeah. That guy forgot about him. Yeah, but, I forgot about 21. What happened in 21? I know we lost, but it's, I'm blanking right now. 21, we... Huh. Oh, well. <laughs> whatever. We won, we the, won the World Series, so... Yeah, we didn't win the World Series. It doesn't really matter. I can't... No, 22, we won oh, the East. 21. 22, we won the East. We lost to the Astros in the LCS. 21, they... Beat the Twins in the DS yes. and then lost the LC. No. No, I'm blanking. Blanking hard. Because wow. the, the 21 LCS was the Red Sox and Astros. Hold on. This is going to drive me. I'm about to look it up. Yeah, it, it, me too. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Because I'm really blanking. I'm really blanking. I know last we didn't go year to the second round. Terrible. No, I know well, that was the year the Braves won the World that. Series. Correct. Yeah. We lost the wild card. That's what it is. Wild card to the Red Sox. That's what it was. Yep. Yep. That's when, why it was. When Garrett well, Cole got, yeah, when Garrett Cole got the hamstring blasted. game. Yep, the hamstring yep. game, and uh, him getting wild uh, razzed in the in the bullpen. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Oh well. Yeah. Got anything else? We good? No, that's it, man. Baseball. Well, yep, baseball. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in and joining us this Sunday. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this YouTube channel. We will be on this YouTube channel every Sunday morning from 10 to man, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, depending on what we got talking about that day. Yep. So in case you want, that's the link for the YouTube channel. Share with your friends, fellow Yankees fans. Um, also, don't forget to check out our link. Linktree is right there. has all of our information, every platform that we're on, all of our sponsors from Walmart to SeatGeek to Lids. Go to Lids. Click the link. Get your Anthony Volpe jerseys this year. Use the promo code of the day, which changes every 24 hours. So be on the lookout for that as well. Um, and then Thursday nights, 9 o'clock, we're on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. So check us out there every Thursday night, 9 o'clock. And, and uh, for Mark... Happy birthday, brother. Uh, Alex can be here. Manny and myself and Danny, Bronx Chachos, signing off.